0: Hey everybody! Welcome to Grow Yourself from the Inside Out. And um, I uh, listen. You know, I know that every episode, I you know, I say this is going to be a great guest because I do have great guests, and I've probably even said, "Hey, you know, uh, man, I've got a rock star for you this you know this episode." But literally, I have a rock star for you this this go round, and uh, I'm I'm just so looking forward to it. Let me offer, let me kind of set up this, uh, this conversation that I'm about to have with uh, McRae. So first of all, I think if you'd read any of my, you know, sort of posts leading up to this particular podcast, I mentioned that as a kid, I was a dreamer. I was, I really was. I was a daydreamer. I was a wanderer, not a wanderer, but a wanderer. I wondered about everything. In fact, if you look at my, uh, if you look at the, uh, the, um, you know, even the the graphic for my page, that to me that really depicts who I was as a kid, always looking up at the sky, wondering about things. And so, some of you know this, but many of you do not know that, you know, growing up, I just wanted to be an entertainer. I wanted to be a musician and a or a movie star. I didn't care what. I just wanted to be on film, on stage, on theater, whatever it was. And so, you know, when I got out of high school and uh, I moved up to the Nashville area, actually Bowling Green, it, you know, I had these aspirations of becoming, you know, just like a recording artist and all these sorts of things. But it only took about 10 minutes to realize just, (laughs) you know, just how far off I was. You know, and I'm not being modest. I just, you, you get to some of these cities and you, you find out that you know movie stars and rock stars and country stars you know entertainers that you know I just didn't have what it took and so I ended up joining the Air Force I'll tell you more about that but this is not about me what I wanted to say is that you know many of us we grow up dreaming to be something to do something and oftentimes uh, life gets in the way for a lot of different reasons. Sometimes it's just straight up fear. And I think that was probably part of my thing is that I, you know, beyond really not being ready for it, you know, once I started seeing some opportunities, you know, uh, fear got in, in the way a lot of, you know, fear of of not being successful or fear that I wasn't good enough or whatever the case might be. And so, you know, I took a different route and ended up in the Air Force. And again, I can tell you more about that, but um, I ended up a part of an entertainment group. And, and this is where I first met my guest. Now, my guest, what's interesting about him is that, you know, I don't, will ask him, I've never actually asked him about his childhood, but I'm gonna make the assumption that he had also dreams of going after an entertainment career, recording career, whatever it is. And, you know, he took an unconventional route, but he literally became a pop star. And uh, many of you all, you know, that will listen to this podcast will know exactly who he is, uh, either by seeing him or by some of the songs. And so it's really just a great pleasure. It's, It's a great... Uh, it's a great honor to have Lane McRae here with me today. I want to read his bio for you. It's going to take a second because it's, it's and it's not even the complete bio, but I want you to just uh, learn a little bit who, about who he is. And then I'm going to play you a clip where you're going to immediately recognize if you don't already know him. And I know I have uh, friends that are watching who who know uh, know Lane very very well. So here it is how do you calculate success in the music business if you have one hit you're a one-hit wonder if you have two hits you might be a star Uh, but for Lane McRae he's the founder singer songwriter and actually trademark owner of LaBouche a band LaBouche you may have heard heard of Um, and so with that that I just said to you this really puts him in the category as a as a legend and uh, and hang on for a second. So with over 12 million records sold worldwide, Labouche multi-platinum hits include "Be My Lover," "Sweet Dreams," "Where Do You Go," "Tonight's the Night," SOS, "I Love to Love," "Falling in Love," which by the way happened to be one of my favorite songs growing up. They did a remix on it, and uh, "You Won't Forget Me" in your life. "Sweet Dreams" remixed in 2017. So Lane McCrae burst into the international music scene in the mid and late 90's with the late and great Melanie Thornton. They conquered the charts in the 1990s. Labouche earned numerous awards, including uh, the German equivalent to the German, to the Grammy. Uh, it's called the Echo for the Dance Song of the Year 1995, a Golden Europa for Best Duer or group duo or group in 1995, nominated for the best Dance Video at the second annual MTV Europe Awards by storm. uh, LaBouche took, LaBouche I should say, took the lead with their undeniable powerful sound in the United States as well. With their hip and trendy style LaBouche became a permanent fixture in the modern music and entertainment industry. A household name by the late 90s whether you're driving in a car or watching a movie or television or attending a major sporting event if you have been on planet Earth you have heard of LaBouche's infectious melodies Uh, their success garnered LaBouche motion uh, their success garnered LaBouche motion picture and soundtrack credits in the productions include in productions including Night at the Roxbury, uh, Rami and Michelle's High School Reunion and MTV's Joe's Apartment. After Melody, Melanie Thornton's tragic passing in 2001, LaBouche re- re- released In Your Life in Honor of Melanie. And we're gonna talk about that uh, in a little bit. So McRae has continued to honor Melody at every live show, radio, TV, podcast, and other media by keeping the LaBouche brand, a, a, a brand strong uh, with featured, rotating vocalists, uh, Dana Rain, uh, K.O. Ciccone, uh, Kim Sanders, uh, Sophia Kari and Nicole Ars, you know, and again, we'll, we'll ask him more about that. So while LaBouche continues to tour in a major, in major arenas all around the globe, performing hundreds of shows a year, loyal fans have requested new music, which has led McRae and his team to vigorously work on new material with some of today's top producers and remixers. Uh, I'm going to quote uh lane it's amazing how popular 90s music is today in fact it has become a genre into itself unto itself more and more people have approached uh, my management and me asking for new music so i finally decided to open a new chapter for la Bush and mcrae records says lane so since 19 since the release of in your life in 2002 Labouche has released new singles including 2016 Sweet Dreams, uh, 2018 Night After Night, 2020 uh, One Night Heaven, 2020 Rhythm of Love, all of these. So in 2021, McRae will launch, well, he he launched, I'm not 100% sure about this. I'm going to ask him about this, which I actually didn't know um, that he launched a, or anticipating COVID may have changed some of this, an art gallery in Germany, which will feature some of his incredible paintings. So if that's not not enough in 2021, uh, he will also debut, uh, a, well, he perhaps already debuted a new album, but I can tell you he's also coming out with a new song and I think, and you're gonna get a little snippet of it, I think it's gonna be a hit uh, in 2022. So uh, before I bring Lane on, let me just let his music, um, you know, and his entertainment, uh, introduce him most uh, most appropriately so give me just a second here
1: WECT you news at 5 you remember that song, you remember don't, that song don't you you, you recognize, don't recognize that catchy, that catchy 90s, 90s tune? tune LaBouche topped LaBouche. the charts with Be My Lover and Sweet Dreams well happening tonight the group performing right here in Wilmington our Ashley Kazakowski is at the Cape Fear Community College Center's Wilson Center, where LaBouche has a Valentine's Day performance in store. Ashley? Well, Lane McRae is the founder and the vocalist from LaBouche, and you may not realize this, but he was born in Fort Bragg. Thank you so much for joining us Thank on you. WECT News. Thank you for having me. And I was so astounded when I read that about you. How does a young man from uh, Fort Bragg end up in a Euro-pop German group? You know, it's a- uh, it's, it's Sweet so dreams of rhythm and dancing.
0: Sweet dreams of passion through the night. Sweet dreams are taken over.
1: Dreams of dancing through.
0: that is what it's all about and let me just tell you before I bring on Lane you know one of the things that most people ask I certainly ask you know when you know when you meet a a superstar or a pop star entertainer is you know what's he like and I can tell you beyond being a great pop star Lane is a super super good guy so here he comes on ladies and gentlemen Lane McRae Lane, thank you, brother, for being here with me, man. Thank, you, thank you so you,
1: much for having me.
0: Wow. You know, you know, listen, I'm 62 years old and, what? you know, I, I still get awed by, you know, pop stars like you. So if I'm a little giggly, then, you know, sorry about that. Oh, good. <laughs> okay. Lane, listen, um, I appreciate you being on with me. So, so, so much. And, uh, you know, it was, I have to admit, even when we were editing down the those songs, I, I, it's, it was hard to take pieces out because they're so good. Yeah. And I gotta tell you, you know, I love all your hits and all your songs, but that last one, you know, Falling in Love Man, that oh, yeah. is like yeah. rocking. So Lane, listen, say hi to everybody and just tell, just, you know, start from the beginning. You know, where were you, you know, where were you raised? and uh, just tell us a little bit about your early life as you made this trajectory towards uh, being a pop star. Well, first of all, I just want to say hello to everyone that's
1: listening to my friend Kevin Kevin McNulty's podcast. Um, This goes beyond just a podcast and what we're going to speak about tonight. Um, It is so ironic that our lives have crossed paths before we even met. Um, Because I'm from Hopkinsville, Kentucky, about an hour from Bowling Green, and um, went to school there, Army brat, you know, so my life um, was traveling around as a kid, joined the Air Force at 18 because I was a rebellious little cuss, you know, and I was not ready to go to school, uh, much to the chagrin of my parents, Um, but at 18 years old, I was grown, and so uh, I joined the United States Air Air Force. And that that began began a forward moving moving motion motion, um, of several things that I had no idea idea was setting me up up for where I am am today.
0: Interesting. (sighs) You know, I have to say though, and and like most of the people that, that know me do not know that I was born, I was also an army brat like you and was born in Womack Army Hospital in Fort Bragg, North Carolina, yeah. where yeah. you were born. Absolutely. <laughs> that and, is
1: and it's <laughs> funny, This clip that you played earlier was uh, from Wilmington at Cape Fear University. We were going to show there a few years back. And as we were and driving, we were driving, driving there, there, I passed by the sign. Is that near? Yeah. near it? it's, oh my <laughs> God, because I hadn't been there since yeah. I was born. Yeah. And, uh, and so it's so, so ironic, ironic, you know, to be there where things actually began for me. Um, mm-hmm. But interesting story too, being an army brat. You know, my parents were out playing Pinochle uh, the night that I was born, and um, I nearly was born on the elevator, according to my mother. Oh my goodness! Crazy. Who still blames me for the little pouch that she carries in the front of her set aside, I did that advice? So.
0: That's amazing. So you know, and what's fascinating though, growing up as an army brat and realizing, you know, you know this that when you are either a brat or even in the military, you kind of grow up in a, you're in a box, uh-huh. and you're not as attached to like the normal world as everybody else. Especially you've lived on military bases, you know, you uh-huh. really are in this box, and I just find it fascinating. Uh, Because you and I did the same thing at 18. I joined the Air Force as well. But the thing about it is that, you know, what I'm saying is that sometimes you don't know what's out there, because you're in this military army brat world. You just, you know, you move around a lot, you don't get this really good sense of often who you are and therefore what you want to do with your life so Mm -hmm. when you were growing up lane did you have aspirations to be a musician an entertainer
1: no um Uh, growing uh, up as a kid i wanted to be a cowboy. cowboy policemen, he's firemen, you know, that's, that's, that's what, <laughs> you know, kids of my age, to I yeah,
0: grew up that yeah.
1: Um, but you know, unknowingly, as I'm thinking about it, growing up as an army brand, you know, we were around all different kinds of cultures and ethnic backgrounds and religious and things like that. So it's so appropriate to where and how I feel today about the vast Many people that I know around the world that are of different, different ethnic backgrounds, religions, and you know, you know colors and whatnot. Um, so that was great. I think um, growing up, you know, an army brat, you know, I didn't really have any aspirations to be anything other than what I just mentioned. Um, but my mother tells me this story. And a lot of you know, older people have these little anecdotes and stuff that they tell their kids and stuff. But you know, my mother had two, two daughters, pardon me, so I'm the youngest of three. Uh, my sister's Jordan the and um, she wanted a son. So she said she prayed to God that if he granted her a son that, that she would give him to him to do, to what, do he what he saw, saw fit it, with. You know? yeah. um, I also grew up with Mr. Um, Rose Lee across the street from us on Hayes Street um, that said that I had the veil and that I was going to be a minister. Now, I grew up knowing that, that, that I was not going to do that, but it's so ironic now that I think what I do is a ministry of sorts. Um not in the pulpit because uh, I'm a God-fearing man and yeah, everything that I did uh, do yeah. is, is related, related and is, is centered around that.
0: Wow, that's that's amazing, you know, and and uh, and so then you join the Air Force at 18. And where, you know, so even at that point, you didn't really have aspirations to be an entertainer. Mm-hmm. So where you know, how did this all go? How did I mean I guess I kind well, of let me, know. Let me, let me. yeah go yeah. ahead? Just please, back, just back uh, a couple back of back years. Just, um, um, I think
1: I the think bug they're bit they're me they're when they're I joined they're the they're Christian they're County they're high, high, school high School marching, marching colonel, colonel band. band. Uh, our band and most they're bands they're in the South, south. Sometimes, sometimes were more, more popular, popular than the football basketball team seems. Uh, and we boasted like a 204 two member marching band, the marching Colonels. Wow. Uh, and we yeah, wiped we out everything from, from you know Florida, Florida to Georgia to, to Mississippi. Georgia. We were really good. And my band director, uh, Mr. Wright, so right, God my rest my his soul, soul, soul and, um, and, um, Bill um, and Bill Fisher, who was, was an was like Air, Air Force flute player in the Air Force band, taught us so much discipline about you know marching band, you know musically i was a you know, trumpet player um marching the precision that required the pride that we took yes uh, and by the time you know i became a senior in high school i was had inspired to be the drummer and was the first black one at my high school and took every award from you know that was possible you know for me and my, my dramatic partner um and then from there, you know, I was also, I was also in the choir. In the choir. Um, I got my first big taste of performing in front of a lot of people outside of like a, like a staging stage, like Martin band. You know. um, in the choir, and my choir went to New York City and we performed at the, the outdoor stage uh, at Lincoln Center. And it was mostly just like passerbyers, kind of like, a, you know, sideshow, but you know, a bunch of high school you know, kids, you know, we thought we were. You know, the oh, latest version of up with people, right? I okay. <laughs> <So, laughs> um, went to go <laughs> see my shows. I saw a chorus song. line, which I was just I was blown away by. Yeah, uh, sorry, I saw Isita, Annie, Annie. Annie. And I was and like, wow, was these, people these people have something that I would, I would like. like. Now, okay, now growing now, up, was extremely very shy, shy very, very, you know, very recluse, very if you will. Played a lot by myself, you know, got beat up by my sisters all the time. So I was always just alone, right? Um, but um, but where, where it really it took, took hold, hold, I was, I was stationed at Wire for Air Force Air Base in the fall of 1980, when this yes, little group called Thompson Blue came through there. Hmm. And uh, they had the Chief, Chief Supreme Master, Master Sergeant of the, of the Air Force, who was the MC. Uh, I want to say that it was a close encounter team. And I saw these active duty military people doing this show that rivaled what I had seen a couple of years ago, like on Broadway. Wow. And so I started That's asking, so asking questions, questions about that. And so, and so the so following well, year, I, I entered my first Air Force, Force, Air Force entertainment Marine. base level base contest. Base and of and all the all people that competed at base, base, level level base level, who went to, to the next level, 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 the command line competition, competition, I was the was only the one, one who didn't level. go <laughs> because I sucked.
0: Interesting. Yeah. So it it it
1: took me, me, it took me some years years to finally finally get to the level level. of even being looked at, you know, for air force entertainment, but that's where go
0: on. Let me explain just to, to some of the viewers who don't know who tops and blue is so tops and blue is essentially, um, an air force entertainment group. They, they no longer exist as of a few years ago because mostly because of the war situation. But, um, it it's been around since 1954 and basically inside of the Air Force they have these competitions it's kind of like a competition inside of your town or your city and but in this case it's on Air Force bases and there's several categories and if you win in one of the categories you move on to a higher level of competition so let's just say as example if you were competing in California at one of the Air Force bases there, and you won in your category as a singer or dancer or comedian or whatever, you would then go compete against all the others who won in their category, say in all of California. Or in in this case, of course, as most people know, there are Air Force bases all around the world. So you would compete in Europe and, and all these other sorts of things. And so the goal of these competitions is to bring sort of the creme de la creme together at a worldwide competition and they select musicians and singers and dancers and specialty acts to join a show which is what lane was just explaining a show that then travels frankly travels the world entertaining the troops all over the world they do recruiting type gigs so they might perform in disneyland they you know they performed in in a halftime shows, Super Bowl halftime shows and all those other sorts mm-hmm. of things. So so that's what Lane was just explaining. Mm-hmm. So then when so when did you finally uh, get involved in Tops and Blue? Or so was, you know, tell us your trajectory. I kind of know part of the story. Uh, yeah, so but from uh go ahead. 1981, 1981 through to 1988.
1: 1988. Uh, I competed at various, various levels, levels, mostly various base, base level, base level, level um, um, command, command level, level. Uh, before That's I finally like made it to it what to call, the, um, the, um, excuse, excuse me, me uh, 86, 86 worldwide. worldwide. Uh, where all of these contestants converged on minor Air Force Base, um, And I want to say maybe, you know, three four hundred people. Um, yeah, up in North, various North, bases. North Dakota.
0: Yes. Right.
1: Um, and still um, at that point, you know, I was just really overwhelmed with the amount of talent that the um, Air Force possessed. Um, you know, I, I did the best that I could, you know, um, but it was no, no winner. Um, because if you think about it, as long yeah, as I've tried and as right. many years as i tried, there were other people that had been doing the same thing, you know? Yes. Um, so I did that for so a couple of couple years. years. I felt more confident well, the second, second year I got to, I got to Worldwide. worldwide. Um, you know, but, you, you know, know so there's you always know, an excuse so why you didn't, didn't do well. Of course. Know? You know, you know, know, know. My mic wasn't up or wasn't the floor was messed, floor messed up floor, or floor, something. something. You know, the mic was Um But finally, Mr. Edwards, the director of Air Force Entertainment, um Um, saw something in me in 1988 uh when i was selected and it's it's funny now when i look back on it it's exactly what i needed at that particular time i don't think i would have been ready prior to that um going through divorce you know felt like my life was falling apart and this kind of gave me something substantial to hold on to um and this the lessons of, of discipline that I had learned when I was in the marching band uh, on a much higher level. Um, it was a lot of hard work, but I just absolutely loved it to be in the thick of things, of, of all things entertainment, from the ground up, from uh, setting up the stage, lighting, audio, wardrobe, uh, traveling, Dumping in your costumes, doing the show, breaking it down, going to another place—I I just love that grind.
0: And so, even like today, I
1: have a sense of appreciation for all the people that work for me when I set up the show, from the audio lighting. I always take the time after the shows to thank them, you know, for what they do, because those are the unsung heroes of, you know, the few minutes they were on stage and we get to shine. But no one can do that without the rest of the crew, you know, That's that right. make that happen for
0: you. That's right. So but now you did kind of skip over one little thing where you and I met actually met in. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, so let me back up a little bit. The year uh, yeah. was yeah.
1: 1982.
0: Well, maybe we 83. met in two OK, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Um, I was stationed in Turkey and uh, I had competed at the base level and I was fortunate enough to get to my first command level contest at Ramstein Air Base uh under the oh, tutelage of um, the late Jack, Jack. Jackson. Jack Jackson um and I was I'm just, just so blown away. I mean because I, mean, I, mean, I mean you wrote the you tour, know, tour. Um so, uh, I think Tommy uh, Davidson, Daryl Harris, um Jane, um there was a lot of people that were just just awesome, right? So I was just happy to be there. Yeah. Um now just to clarify I don't know
0: did you tour also because you and I toured in eighty four. Um, on, um, but on you safety for at you know I know you were for a while right yeah you had to leave the tour because of a uh, military well I didn't actually like
1: get you... make, make onto yeah, the actual two, tour two. I was in the, the staging oh, process of it because I was only really? on I thought you weeks went on tour since. with us nah two, oh, two, two weeks, weeks I was on there, there. Um, <laughs> and I had some, had some how shall I say chances, some uh, some difficulties so with the business so at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's always and it's a, a, a hard, hard sell to sales. your yeah. wife or if your female, if like your husband, or whatever, to say, "Hey, I'm going away to have fun with a, you know, cast of thirty people, you know, while you stay here and hold court now." Yeah. Um, and I was just, was just a newlywed, so there was a lot of things that were going on that just, just you know, unfortunately, I wasn't able to to go.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but then again, you know, I go back, back to, to say it wasn't, it wasn't time, time for wasn't me to do that. that. Um, but I feel um, like so I've learned, learned a, a lot, lot, lot just in just those two weeks. weeks. Yeah. So um, that's and where we met. And I and remember, um, and it's, it's so, so funny, funny. how yeah. I can remember this stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, more, more than Mr. Radio, boy, more boy. than Mr. Chitrico. That's, that's what, what Mr. McNulty, 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 McNulty sang. McNulty and I remember yes. that yes. so well. It was so polished nice and so cool, you know. You're being very gracious. And it's funny, I, I, I don't remember, I don't, I remember uh, a young lady singing when the lights go down in the city. <laughs> da, 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 da. I remember those two songs specifically. Um, um, but it was, it was just a fantastic time, you know? And so that was my goal was to to, to get on to Air Force Entertainment's premiere showcase, um, Tops and Blue. Um, I got a little closer um actually before um, I came to Europe, Europe, uh when I was stationed in McGuire, I was an, an extra um in the um McGuire at the, the State Bowl, which yeah, was kind of well. like the it dress rehearsal to... for the nineteen eighty five Super Bowl, yes. Bowl yes. that the first yeah, did, which, which probably I'd say ranks of the top, top three of the best you know Super Bowl halftime shows to date. and uh making the tour with my best, best friend, friend um comedian rich yeah. bailey and yeah. uh my best friend Darlene brown who's you know wardrobe costume designer uh, what more could you ask for you know um and they became my family as well as the rest of the cast and the whole air force entertainment family uh and i had to look for something like that yeah so i did that in um, 1988 i was lucky enough to um be asked to do some choreography and coaching for the atc uh, their, their training command um town show um that hosted sarah and um damon mann um a few other people um and then i came back in 1990 to do choreography for a for the show uh, the spirit of the 90s um And And I eventually was asked to come on tour tour because someone had to leave, Um, Uh, did that tour, tour. Uh, went out in 1991, 1991, the the Desert Desert Storm Storm Tour, 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 um, to to cover cover, um, the late, late great um, Mr. Mr. Sawyer, Um, along with uh, Norman Seawright and Le'Ron Washington. Um, And then came back in 1992, you know, in 93, you know, and then it was time for me to i um, um, say, say so long, say long to the Air, Air Force uh, of so things started so happening.
0: <laughs> so let me let me let me just sort of put this all in perspective, because again, I think many of the people listening don't really know, you know, it, entirely what's going on here. So you joined the Air Force at 18, spent several years in, and you then started competing to try to get into this tops and blue group. And you um and what's what's interesting and you finally got in what 88 was your first tour yes yes okay so you know let me just correct let me just correct one thing though i got involved
1: in the Air Force talent talent program program as a direct direct method of helping helping me to get over being so so shy shy. interesting i really i mean i would walk walk into into an empty room 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 and walk into into a chair chair, or trip trip. (laughs) Uh, I was so filled with anxiety um, wow. when I was by myself. I figured this would yeah. give me an outlet, you know. And now um, my alter ego, um, Dexter St. James, is who most people see when I walk onto the stage. Because uh, I still get like that sometimes you know, around people and places I'm unfamiliar with. But let me interrupt
0: well which which makes us even more fascinating because i do remember when we met in i think 84 whenever it was um you i do remember you were rather quiet and uh you know and you were primarily dancing at the time now see even at the time i did not know that you were a singer i just knew you as a dancer i I mean i I didn't know that you know because i didn't we didn't get to spend that much time but but i knew you more as a dancer yes yes. i knew that you sang but i didn't know that you would do what you do Mm -hmm. now so so you then so you spent 88 and then all the way through 92 you got involved in tops and blue and then you got out and so again you travel the world and i think the other thing that's really important about what you said is traveling with tops and blue again it's about a 30 person cast they travel all over the world doing really big shows but here's the thing that a lot of people don't know is that is that why you know most people they come to a show they see this big glitzy show and like you said it's like a broadway vegas disney style show a lot of choreography Mm -hmm. dancing and um and very fast you know a lot of costume changes and big sets but what many people don't know is that we actually were also the roadies Yep. So we set up, you know, 50, 60, 70,000 pounds of, of stage equipment and tore it down every night. And this is where you were referring to that now as an entertainer in the, in, in, in the private sector, as a pop star, you spend time thanking people who are roadies because you know yep. what it's like to put on steel toe shoes, boots, put on you know, some khaki pants and some leather gloves and get out there and start cranking down yeah. lighting and putting up stages and all these other sorts of things. Okay, so you get out of the Air Force then in 1992, then what? Um, well, I actually 92?
1: got out of the um, Air Force, Air Force in, in, on December 1st, 1994. 1994. Oh, okay. So, so I did, did my did last, last um, tour with uh, Air Force Entertainment, Entertainment in 1993. In 1993. Again, I, I was asked to come out on the road as a replacement or someone, um, and I did the about probably half of the tour. I um, had some issues with my uh, my unit; they wanted to be back, and so you know I left the tour and I was back at my base in Germany. So while I was there, of course, you know I had this this, this need, this this craving to just still be performing. Um, and so, and so one of the guys I had toured with in nineteen eighty eight, um, Mr. Mr. Eddie Lawson, um, was singing with a band called Ruben Affairs in the, in the Zarborken Germany area. Uh, in which is about yeah. uh, maybe like an hour, yeah. fifteen minutes or so from Midburg where i was stationed.
0: Yeah. And, and um, Frankfurt, or you were a little more closer to the like you know, it's central, west, central, I think. Yeah, you know, I was probably, I was, like, I was like 30,
1: 45 I'm minutes from, from Luxembourg, okay, uh, in uh, yes. the western part of Germany.
0: And so Eddie, you know, asked me if,
1: you know, I could cover for him in a, this band because he had some other obligations. Uh, and he, you know, introduced me to um, his part that he was singing with uh, this girl, named Melanie. Um, and so I went by her apartment in Machenbach, Germany, right outside of Ramstein, Air Uh I knocked on the door. And um again, you know, this fear of meeting someone that I had never met before was just just, just mm. overwhelming. Wow. Um she opens the door up, she looks at me. Are you late? I said, Yeah. And I just took a deep breath and it was like it was like kindred spirit. So um Did some rehearsals with the band. Um, You know, we were doing doing stuff, you know, like, um, you know, Prince, Prince, Michael Jackson, Jackson, um, Jermere Jermere Kwai, Al Jarreau. She was doing, you know, Whitney Houston, um, Shaka Khan, uh, Randy Crawford, that kind of thing. And it was so interesting. The energy that I had coming off the road in the years I had been with Air Force Entertainment was kind of infectious to these guys. guys to the point where you know, yeah, you, know, you, know you know, introduced costume changes in between sets, sets um, making only um, perform more than what she was already doing, which was phenomenal. Yeah, um, it be, we it became, became a, a show band, show, and not and just I like just two singers in front of a you know a nondescript band. Right, everyone yeah, was performing, which yeah, kind of yeah, elevated yeah, our asking and price. And for and um a young tech sergeant, you know, who had bills at the wazoo, um, child support payments, you know, rent, credit card payments, that extra little, you know, 700 German marks a weekend. Because we normally did like, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And we'd walk around with that kind of money, I thought it was rich, you know.
0: Um,
1: and it was during that time that Melanie had a production deal with a couple of young guys named Luke Brenner and Amir Serif. And she asked me if I would be interested in possibly doing some recording with her uh, with a project that she was working on. Now up until then, I had never been inside a recording studio save for at the mall. You know, those little you know karaoke paintings. Um I think I might still have a here somewhere of my version of um you've lost that loving feeling. Um so, um and thankfully there's no other recordings of me prior to that um because they suck. Um <laughs> And then and everything every just kind of, of happened from there. there. So, that so that was between like, like April of 1994, 1994 uh, while, while I was still Houston, in the Air Force, uh, uh, I began band, taking little taking short, short trips to, to Greece, Greece, Italy, Italy France, France, France um, with this band. Yeah, yeah um, and, um, and, um, and um, you know, yeah, then you know, of course you know with know, this, you know this project, project that Melly had been working on, it became up song. song. Um, that was they, they actually what you hear on the radio and radio the video, video was recorded in a garage, garage. Um, pressed. Um, and originally, and so some of your so listeners music 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 may not know music this, music but music when I came into music this music picture, Sweet dreams, dreams, dreams had already, had already been already recorded. recorded. Oh, no. um, and it had been recorded with another young man named Robert Haynes, who I'll figure you know be, later. Um, later. Um, um, so I went so back in and re-recorded the song. No one wanted it no one no one in germany wanted the song so um they sent it to uh scorpio music in paris um scorpio music is a big label that did like the village people um a lot of huge you know french artists. Uh, no one there wanted it so one of the guys at the label sent the song to a dj friend of his radio dj friend of his in italy um he started playing the song and it just quickly ran up the charts to the number one spot and up yeah, until this point, no one knew what the should look like because uh, there was yeah, no video no product out no everything. nothing, um, no print, no print advertisement, nothing. advertisement, anything. So we get so down we get there, down Melanie and I, and I uh, um, me and, and my, my makeshift ships, uh, Army Air Force Exchange, Air Force ensemble, exchange. Ensemble, ensemble I had. I had. Um, <laughs> um, of course, Melanie was like a million bucks from day one. And then there, and were, there about were about 30, 30 to 40, 40 security people with their arms, arms interlock interlocked around us, us, walking us to the stage today doing the show at Italy. And, and I was like, was like looking at Melanie, she was, she was looking, looking at me and I was, was like, like, Is like Madonna is, or Michael Jackson or somebody, somebody here? Why are <laughs> why are they doing <laughs> this? Right? Who
0: are they expecting? <laughs>
1: I, know, <laughs> I know, right? right? So, so they lead I us to the stage, they introduce us and these two kids from Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, and Fort Bragg, North Carolina, walk out onto the stage to the, the thunderous ovation of about fifty thousand people.
0: Stop it! I mean, now, the you know, hair in the back opinion. of
1: my neck went up. See, the cops and blue training to me, you know, was you know, it doesn't matter if it's two people or whether it's, you know, a hundred thousand know, people, they get a show. And for those three minutes and thirty-eight seconds of the song "Sweet Dreams," we killed it. Wow. You know? You know. Um, um, so so now, now, everyone in Germany every wants to sign, this, sign record. this record. And so mm-hmm. we got signed so, to um, MCI so, Records, so, which was owned by, the, at that time so, by, so, by so, Mr. Frank Ferrihan yeah. of the Vanilli yeah. fame.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, um, now we're going were, to do a video. You know, they rushed us off to London. London. Um, to do a video, and mind you, I'm still in the Air Force, and we're really not supposed to leave outside of like a 300 mile radius, like on the weekends, in the event that we get recalled. <laughs> so those trips to Greece, Italy, you know, uh, France, you know, was kind of way out of the skill scope, of, but just a little. Bit. <laughs> I brought my supervisor <laughs> back about the grappa, about the wine, you know, which was all inappropriate, you know, but you know, brother had to do what he had to do. Yep. Um, still in the Air Force when I get it off one Friday afternoon after work didn't take lunch. I got off at 3 30. I had a 710 flight out of Frankfurt to London and if anyone who's ever lived over here you know that that's the near impossible
0: yeah but, but I mean you're already an hour and a half away, I think from Frankfurt, right Well, so from Bitburg, it was more like two and a half you know at that time just to get to the airport, um, um, yeah.
1: But but by the grace of God, you know, I made it, got on the plane, got there, shot the video, killed it, um, got back just in time to go to work on Monday morning. No one's none the wiser. Um, And then everything just started to snowball at that point, you know, with requests and demands for radio, TV, live shows. And, you know, we only had the one song. So... Um, wow. we did a cover of, I can't stand the rain, uh, yeah. and then the track we were working on called, um,
0: I can't stand the rhythm. rhythm. Yeah. Now, who did that? It, it, who originally did that? Uh, uh, a lot band. of people did it. Um, okay,
1: that's true. Yeah. I want to say, you Jackson did it back in the day. Okay. Um, I think Randy Crawford might have done it. Mm. Um, okay. so it's, it's a standard, it's you know, souls, so. right. um, but you know, we flavored it with, you know, uh, rhyme from legs gray um so we now have a whole 15-minute show um and um i'm still in the air force you know and this is between april and december of 1994 and every appearance since melanie had this production bill you know she was getting paid a stipend each month which you know was it wasn't a lot but it was enough to cover her expenses right um, but because I couldn't sign any deals or contracts because I was in the Air Force, uh, I was being paid um, a nice little amount for each appearance I made, which was actually more than the size of the male was getting. So by the time I actually got out of the military, and I'm not, this is not me being braggadocious or anything like that, this really would happen. Um I didn't know what to do with the money that I was getting. So I had literally 70,000 German, German marks, marks like, like in my house, house like under my mattress. <laughs> so right I know that's very right. <laughs> provincial, um, but I hadn't worked out, you, know, you know, know, the tax, what, you know, tax. how all that was gonna work. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, this life didn't come with the textbooks textbook. of how to. how to. So right before right. I got out, um, I was, the group, the group was asked to open up for, um a good friend of mine uh, now. Um, but at the time I, I didn't know her personally, but Crystal Waters for some of you guys might know from She wakes up early in the morning just to do her hair because yeah, she gets, you know she's just like you and me, but she's homeless, she's homeless. Home uh, um we were opening for her, you know, and wow. so um we went down to leave because I couldn't actually actually you know, you know worked that out just on the weekend. I uh, took leave for a couple of weeks and went down there, and we, and we opened it for her. And her show was so killer. I mean, she, she had these had dancers, dancers that was just killing. It. It. Um, uh, which, which one was the late Michael, Michael Williams that played on the wire that just recently passed away? Oh wow. Um, so I've known him for quite a while. Um, and then when um, then I came, when came back, back it, really it really just began, began, began to become too much for me to handle. Again, so. Um, um, at that time, they were closing down on the military bases in 1994, um, mm-hmm. um, and they were letting people out. And so, at 14 years and nine months, uh, I took an armed discharge and I left the armed services, um, which is incredible.
0: I mean, a lot of people don't know again to get out at 14 years in the military is. You know, most people would call you crazy because you yeah, only yeah. have to do twenty to yeah, get yeah. sort of that lifetime pension. And so Well, those know, are the words that my use, father used. Yes, exactly. sure. Boy, are, are, you sure. crazy? are you crazy? <laughs> yeah. 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 But you um, had um, you had plans. Yeah. yeah. You, know,
1: you know, like I said, you know, see my see faith kind of stepped in, in at the you know, moment, you know, and I was like, Okay, so you're, so you're you still have all these these bills. You still have the possibility of retiring you know and getting that check you know for the rest of your life um but a small voice seemed to me um my god voice to just get a piece of paper draw a line down the middle and write out the pros and the cons because taking a regular bill doesn't automatically ensure that you're going to be successful you know um because it could have gone the opposite way uh and i could been, you know Singing you, know, singing, you know, he's homeless. He's a you know, la lot of la da da. Um, and so, and so the so pros outweigh the cons, and this is this where is my where personal spirituality kind of came in, came in because I believe that whatever God that you believe in, and for me is Christ. You know, mm-hmm. I've said that so He'd give us the, the desires of our, our heart, heart, heart. You know, know if we but ask. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and I was and like, okay, Lord, you know, this is preparation that I've been on since single, you know, since high school, I think it's now ready for the next leap, you know, and so um, if you say this, to have faith, you know, you know, you've got to really believe in that. Um, And so I stepped out on faith, I stepped out on the word, I stepped out on the promises, you know, that that he's made to me and got out December 1st, 1994. And It was such a a a relief just to go.
0: Yeah. You made the decision. Turn (laughs) the page. Yeah. The next chapter. That's incredible. I mean, I, so many questions come up. I, I, you know, I've known you for a long time now, but I didn't know this version of uh, this, the whole trajectory of all of what you just said. I really just didn't know that. And uh, it's, it's fascinating to hear that. So. Then you you know from there because I, I have some other questions that I want to ask you Lane about mm-hmm. you know you know sort of about helping people pursue their sweet dream, but I'm going to hold those off for a minute because I want you just just to keep going for a second, okay, okay. and and tell us the rest of the story. So, so December first, 1994,
1: um, you know we're still so riding so the coattails um, of so so sweet dreams, dreams. Um, still, still same with Groove Affairs. affairs. Which was Which now, now um, Groovin' affairs, affairs featuring, featuring LaBouche. Our asking price us I a little that. bit. Mm-hmm. So, so the band was making was more making money. money. Mel and I were, we're subsequently making more money. money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we yeah. were just living, living the dream mm-hmm. because these yeah. guys, the guys, guys that we worked with really were like us, just musicians that love to make good music. Um, culturally, you know, the exchange like, was like really great. We knew each other's parents. You know, my my, my mom and dad would come over to visit. They met my keyboard player, um, drummer. You know, you know all these people. And and you know, of course, my parents, my parents speak German, uh, but they somehow communicated. You know, and broke bread together. And it was just this great camaraderie that we had. Um, and meanwhile, you know, Mel and I are back in the studio, and. You know, I I, I will just name interject name right name here. Today, today is the, is um, the anniversary, anniversary of her death. her death. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. been uh, 20, 20 years if you can believe that. Um, wow. And, and you I know, it was during, know this, during this. Today was, yeah, this, was the yeah,
0: anniversary yeah, of that yeah, yeah. as well. I mean,
1: wow. Um, so, so Melanie was Melanie a, gorgeous a gorgeous girl. girl. Um, sure. I like to and think I'm like that I'm fuzzy man looking, you know, on the eyes yeah. myself. So <laughs> yeah. and so there so was, there was, there was little, a little, little um hmm, you know, between hmm. the between two of us. Two us. The spark. And I remember yeah. vividly, yeah. you know, we were doing a gig yeah. and we had, we had done, done, done a couple of sets and you know, and we, we were like taking like, a little fifteen, 15 minute break in between the sets and her and I were sitting backstage, you know, kinda like drying off and cooling off, drinking water. And, you know, I want to say, say this, this and not, not in an egotistical, egotistical way, way or anything me. like that but she just, she just really was really just a very forthright right, person that person would say what, say what was on her mind she, she wanted to know something she asked and i really, really respected that so she asked, asked me so, so how do you feel about mixing business and pleasure <laughs> That's pretty bold. Um, my mouth was kind of shut wide open for a moment you know um i was like well
0: it's been my experience. Saying. Um <laughs> yeah. that it
1: doesn't, it work, doesn't work because work. you know, I, 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 I kinda sort of, you know, um might have had yeah. a little thing with somebody yeah. in the nineteen eighty eight Tops and yeah. Blue thing. Um, um and they and were, were during the show, show I had this little had interaction thing that we staged stage to do and yeah. we come out yeah. on the stage yeah. and didn't look at me yeah. at all. And it was the most yeah. god awful feeling yeah. I had ever experienced yeah. in my life, you know. Um and so, and so, and I said, yeah, yeah,, it's been it's my been experience, but it experience it doesn't it doesn't really work. However, you know, we've had some examples yeah, of it working, you know, yeah, you sunny a, a chair, chair arm arm handed, arm your mom your cat you, know, you know, and you yeah, know, the, list goes, the list, list goes on and on and
0: on. and you
1: know I'm under you know, trying to sustain myself, you know, um that if you've got the right two right people, people, if it's, it's meant, meant to be, to be it could work. Yeah, I said, but it's but just been my just experience, experience that it has not. not no, you know, no, no. not to no, say, no. say that it's it never. No, um, but, um, always cognizant of trying, to, trying to, to let people, let people down, down, you know, easy without just being abrupt or whatever. So, cut to a few weeks later, you know, in the studio, and we're listening to this track, and you know, trying to write lyrics for it, and Melanie is writing. Looking back on all the time that we've spent together, you ought to know by now if, if you want to be my lover. And I was like, hmm, well, I, I hear what you say. You know, I, I see that you do, and, you know, um, but I need to know a little bit more about you. Um, but I want you to know what it's telling me is that you, I know that you want to be my lover. Um, These are
0: the lyrics to the song. Yes. You know?
1: <laughs> and so, you know, as a songwriter, you know, people know that when you're writing, you know, you might go, da-da-da-da, da I must tell you, or, you know, whatever the lyrics you try to fill in there, right? So
0: the da 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 da
1: we could not find any, any words to fit that phrase. So we left that in there.
0: That is incredible. And that kind of became the hook. Um, yeah, I mean, that a lot of people when, in fact, I was just with, honestly, a handful of, 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 of clients yesterday. And I was mentioning about this and I had asked them if they knew these songs. Uh-huh. One of them came right out with that said, la-da-da-da-da-da, but yeah, yeah. you cannot be kidding serious. Yep. Yep. And it's so, it's so incredible, incredible that,
1: you know, thing, um, 20, 20, 25, 25, 25 years. years ago, mm. right? That people yeah, still call so me. Some of my buddies will call me that are at a you know professional football game. You know in the stadium, they're playing you know the song between points, whatever. They'll call me. They listen to the song. I'm like, you know, like I haven't heard the song, but you know, it's kind of cool. Yeah, uh,
0: it is. I was sitting in Georgetown, you
1: know, um, once having a coffee at the cafe. Carl drives by, and you know, uh, sweet dreams. Um, in an elevator, in a mall, um, at a restaurant. I mean, you just hear it indiscriminately. It's got in to blow place. your mind. Um, and interestingly is, enough, you know, even now, everyone's been blowing up my social media because being um, me, my lover, is being used for the Downey Unstoppable commercial. What? I know. I was like, like the Downey, cha-ching. like... Uh, Unstoppable, stuff, like uh, fabric softener. Yeah, fabric softener. Yeah, they yeah it know, real so good. good. Very nice. Um, so I'm so about to know, do a little know, home video. It, and send down it, and see what, it, see what see what can <laughs> happen. Um, um, but yeah, yeah but so yeah, that's where that song so came you from, you know. And it's, it's, it's just interesting just that a lot of people, lot of really, people really, really felt like, felt like, like you know that Euro dance, pop dance music was kind of disposal pop, and until you know people like Crystal Waters and Robin S. and Martha Wash. CNC and Dance Factory and LaBouche started putting some really tight, solid vocals on these tracks these that, tracks. Yep. that they, they saw that this was a viable commodity and started investing more money in it. Um, and where some people might think that, you know, it's superficial lyrics and everything, they're deeper than that because it's born out of uh, out of house music, which is born out of, like, gospel music. And that's normally coming from a place of real, real, realness.
0: Absolutely. So um, well, and, and we we also have to say that you know, doing this you know, sort of Euro dance style music, you know, we didn't experience it as much in the U.S., but in Europe, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. off the charts. They're yeah, yeah. still, oh you know, yeah, that, oh, yeah. It, it that still hasn't even changed. And what's crazy is that you know, people you know, say, say, you do, that, you do that,
1: that, 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 that techno, wiki, wiki, wiki music, right? I was like, well, <laughs> no, actually, no, it's not really techno music, because there's, so, there's many so many different genres, different genres of dance music. music that range anywhere from 97, 97 BPMs, BPMs to 150, 150 BPMs. BPMs. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you got your dance, dance uh, soulful soul house, 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 house um, drum, um, drum and bass, bass um, um, freestyle. freestyle. Um, the garage. Um, um, I, mean, I mean, there's so, so, many so many different, different variations of yes. what dance music is, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, to yeah. Techno, yeah. techno, to techno house, to dream house, to dream, house, house, to dream, to dream trance, trance, to, you know, you on, know and yeah. on and on and on. So it, so it just matters matter, matter, what, what you like, like you know. know? Yeah. Um, um, yeah. But, you know, after, yeah. after we, you know, did Be My Lover and we were just, just blew up so you know the army air force you know ensembles that i was kicking now have kind of elevated you know to more you know couturier uh atelier um gucci Hoochie, you know <laughs> all those designers um and but the one thing i do remember about that whole beginning of journey was that melanie and i always wanted to remain very grounded you know and not you know believe the hype behind the success um because a lot of my contemporaries do believe even to this day they believe that they're the best thing since sliced bread but they fail to realize that this is work you know this is a business you know and um i share with people all the time that want to get into this business you know i ask them questions why do you want to get into your business? Is it because yeah. you want to be rich and famous, you want to be known, or is it because you just love music that much? Um, and if it's the previous that I mentioned, then this will just stop now because it's not going to happen, you know? Um, and even if it was all to go away from me today, if I was in front of two people singing and sharing, I'd be happy, you know? Um, but, you know, so we're doing this LaGouche thing now, you know, and this is the sort of advent of like, like cell phones and things like that. So yeah. you can just pick this phone up and say, Hey mama, I'm reading T V, you know. Um so um I remember we were coming to the US and you know, the song started breaking down there. And I had some reservations about coming to the US, you know, as a rapper, you know, because the you know, street cred was always always in question. You know? Um and even though this was dance music, um I didn't wanna Embarrass myself, or you know, you, you yeah. know, call it out for me, you know, a
0: fake rapper. yeah, that's a whole thing, culture yeah, thing, yeah. you know, that most, yeah, of them, yeah. and I don't really understand it completely, but but I get where you yeah. are, what you're saying, yeah. So, one of
1: the first shows that we were booked to do in the U.S. was in Providence, Rose Island, of all places, um, and I didn't know it at the time, but it was a hip hop club, and so Melanie and I we <laughs> show up. I know, right? <laughs> right? Uh, in all of our mm-hmm. European regalia, um, mm-hmm. and they introduce us as international, international RCA recording, RCA recording artist, artist La Bouche and literally, literally Kevin, Kevin. That's oh, what, that's what, what we'll we met with, with right? Right. Oh. So, so I told so Melly, I said, well, I said, girl, I said, we're going to have to go work on this one, right? So by the end of our show, everyone was dancing, clapping, you know, doing their thing, uh, because they knew the songs, they just didn't know who we were, you know? Um, um, and because, because, you know, we did what we, we did do live, live, you know, they, were, they just, were just, we, just yeah. we won them over, yeah. you know, and that's what that's artists what have to do, you know? you know, and not everybody's yeah, always going to like what, what, you what, do, what you do, do. you know, Correct. um, um and then, yeah, you know, we yeah, got yeah, signed we got to science, Logic like, records, records, uh, in the U.S., uh, the US, uh with um, Kelly, and we literally went from club to club, from New York to Philly, to DC, to Miami, to, to, Chicago, to Chicago, to Dallas, Dallas. Uh, and, we uh, and we took, took the vinyl, vinyl to the DJs. DJs. They played it for played us right there. there, and I think and that, that effort, effort by Kelly Hilly, single-handedly it's is what easy. kind of launched us into the deal that we got with RCA. No kidding. And, and yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, and then so it started it's growing. Yeah, we're recording. You know, we're you know, going we're here. here. We were just—I just, mean—to I mean, the, the point lawyer, where. If you can imagine it just in a span of like four days, we were supposed to be in the US um, doing um, I wanna say it was Ricky Lake. Um we were doing um, Regis and Kathy. Wow. Um, but we also had to be in Paris at city for this big, big show. So you know, this is a poor kid, you know, from Fort Bragg, North Carolina, and this a little girl from, from Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. Um, we board the Concorde from New York Stop to Paris. Paris. Um, and, <laughs> and on the inside, on the inside I, was, was giddy, giddy. I was like, Oh my god, oh my god, 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 god. you
0: know. You know? But we had on yeah.
1: the plane, I, I can't remember what his Google's name was. was. Uh, I might have to Google this. He's, um, he's a he's small, small person, a but he's a jazz, jazz piano player. player. Uh, and when I say small, I'm gonna yeah, say like small. Three, small. two and a half feet oh, small. Um, goodness, I'll have to Google it. He was on the flight. Miss um, um, Grace, Grace Jones, Jones was on the flight, on the flight. Um, um, and yeah, Mel and I are nice. sitting probably really rode really later really or or so. Because you know, there's no first really class, nice, you know, so, economy so, on the Concorde. It's all, you know, you know, the Concord. And Mel and I are sitting there. I'm on down the down, aisle. aisle. Mel was on the window. Grace, Grace Jones comes on, with head, headscarf, sunglasses. She walks by us, and she goes, "Thank God, some more black people." I was like, okay. And so for and the so whole three and a half man, hours, That was flight. a
0: lady like, that had some attitude too, right? So oh, yeah. You know, she'll make it. Yeah, nice so, so the, you know, the next,
1: uh, you know, three and a half hours on the flight, I was just, you know, just, just talking to Melody. She talked to back and talk to her, you know, she should I, should I say something, you know? And yeah, I was like, oh, can yeah, I go to sleep? I was like, okay, sorry. So when we get off the plane, uh, we're going to other baggage special um, baggage claim for the Concord folks. Um, and I said, hi, Miss Jones, you know, I so said, my name is Lane McRae um, with, um, she said, I just know who I know you, you are. Stop it. Grace Jones, Grace Jones right? right? Boomerang, you know, Slave yeah. to the Rhythm, um, Conan the Barbarian. And so, so she was yeah, very, very I think miserable.
0: she did a James Bond movie. I mean... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. On. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, just it's really comfortable, so you know, and, and we get to the... Know, the uh, by the time you know, got we got to Baggage, where we were picking our luggage up, I offered her a ride in my car because she was going to her apartment. She didn't see her driver, so we gave her a ride to her apartment. Um, and I Um, talked to her about Boomerang, how it was was, in Murphy and Robin Gibbons, and uh, uh, um, just a delightful young lady, lady, you know. She just, just, you know, know, I mean, mean, those those are the kind of artists that I grew up listening to, um, and have so much respect for, you know. Um, but we did that like three or four times on the Concord to make the schedule that's how busy we were. That was my point I was trying to make. Um, and just, you know, start putting together our show, our live show with live my band, background singers, dancers, um, becoming a full-fledged business and not just uh, a dancing act. Um, yeah. With
0: yeah. being artists. Well, this is so fascinating, Lane, it really is. And before, before we, you know, because there's a couple of other things I still want to squeeze in here before uh, we go here. And one is though, you know, uh, you had mentioned uh, Melanie's passing can you just speak a little bit about how that happened and because yeah, I want to no. ask you about something not just no. to no. to no. hear those details but I have a question that's an important question behind that yeah um,
1: um one of the things melanie used to always say is that to um live each day as if it were your last because you know tomorrow's not promised to any of us you know and that really, really Resonates with a lot of people. Uh, mm-hmm. Certainly mm-hmm. resonates with me. Uh, in 19, mm-hmm. excuse me. In two thousand and one, um, mm-hmm. Mel and I did our last mm-hmm. show together for um, then Chancellor of Germany mm-hmm. Helmut Kohl, um, mm-hmm. what they call the Bundespräsident, mm-hmm. in um, in Bonn, Germany, where the capital used to be. And um, she, had she had been wanting to go solo, solo. so she had left she the group grew. and she had started her solo mm-hmm. career. Here. Mm-hmm and you know and and, you I know, was her, probably her biggest cheerleader because i thought she just possessed she so, much, so potential much potential and just had a phenomenal voice uh and deserved everything um that was in 2001. i spoke to her a few times on the then famous aol chat um checking in to see how she was doing so i love the music uh the record she had done was called ready to fly uh the first thing was called love how you love me uh if you get a chance, guys, go out and get that. It's a beautiful love song. Love
0: How You Love Me. Love
1: How You Love Me. You know, this is just deep in itself. Yeah. Um, so now so, you know, it's, you know, know she's going, she's promoting this. You know, she's, you know, uh, living the dream. Um, and we'll talk about my situation without her, you know, later, but this particular story, um, November, November of 2001, I was out in Las Vegas at my father's house uh, for Thanksgiving. And um, I got a phone call one evening from a friend of mine, David Moore, uh, who is the guy that actually replaced in 1990 Autopsy Blue, um, that was here in Germany doing um, Miss Saigon, doing Starlight Express. Um, musical guy, whatever. He, anyway, he calls me and says, um, so, so um, there's been a plane crash, you know, and people are saying that Melanie is like, have you heard anything? Um, I said, no, oh, I said, the plane crash, where? So she had been in Berlin um, promoting a Christmas song that she had recorded called "Wonderful of Dreams, uh, which is still played to this day, always in the top to 10, if not number one spot on the charts over here. Um, to Zurich, Switzerland to do some more promotion. Uh, there was another group on the plane called Passion Fruit, um, and I think one or two other solo artists, uh, as well as some you know regular passengers on this crosshair flight. Uh, when my friend David was telling me this, and I hung the phone up, and then my friend Crystal Waters calls me and she said, You know, there's been a plane crash, um, and they said some people have walked away from this accident. Um, at that point, I was like, well, you know, as tenacious as Melanie was, if anybody was going to walk away from this, it's going to be her. Just as that thought crossed my mind, the ticker, the ticker, ticker ran across CNN it saying, saying American born singer Melanie Thornton dies in a crosshair crash. Right. And Kevin, I was just.
0: I can't imagine. You
1: know, I had never I had lost somebody like, that close to me because so family or anybody at this point in my life. So it was, I was just numb. I just did not know what to think, what to say, what to feel, what to do. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, out of, I think, that's 13 people passed away, and 10 people walked away from it. Um, and what angers me about the loss of anyone on that flight is that this pilot. And if you go into like National Geographic, where they reenact these things, uh, and I only did this a few years ago, where I actually saw what happened. Here in Europe, you know, we have what you call quiet hours. There's no flights that are landing after 11 p.m. or before, uh, I think, 5 or 6 p.m. a.m. in the morning. And And this this flight was late late going going to Zurich. So they had to do a manual landing from an alternate Mm. runway. The pilot had been rejected into flight school several times before he actually got in. Um, Some of his mishaps that he's had um, landed a plane in the wrong country. Um, plane plane sitting sitting on the tarmac, tarmac. he lets the landing gear down. down. not to Not mention to the maintenance side of this aircraft, some of the gauges and stuff were you have like an oil gauge. It, gauge. Imagine it, it flipped, flipped over, over and upside, upside down. down. So, so that's why I'm a little suspect sometimes find some on regional, regional you know carriers, carriers because they don't have the same, same safety standard and record, record because they're, they're, in, they're in such a rush range. to get these these airlines up and running at minimal cost, yeah. cost yeah. that they yeah. cut so many corners yeah. that yeah jeopardize people's lives, you know. And this was the case with this particular cross air flight, wow. which is why they immediately went out of business you know, subsidiary, subsidiary of Swiss That's hair. crazy. So um that, that you know kind of threw me into a tailspin of debauchery late nights. Drinking um, early in the morning, Heineken, 8 a.m. instead of orange juice. Um, just trying to numb myself from this because, you know, Mel and I were pretty much married every day for the better part of um, seven, eight, eight years, you know, and...
0: Yeah. and And it's not just that you were, you know, you were like living next door to each other. I mean, you guys went through some really incredibly... Yeah. You know, just an amazing portion of your life that just, you know, that just brings, you know, just this incredible um, sort of um, memory and, and, and depth to your relationship. And what what haunts
1: me to today is that I could have been on that flight. Right. You know, we could have still been working, you know, I could, I could still have been on that flight, you know. Um You know, her mom, you know, Miss Thornton, her sister, Lois, uh, who she was really, extremely tight to me with her nieces and nephews, and brother-in-law. Uh, I'm still in contact with her to this day and um have their support for, you know, continuing, you know, what I do as far as revolution like goes. Absolutely. Um, but I swear it doesn't yeah. feel, it feels like this just happened yesterday, you know? And yeah, it's, it's, it's so um, strange, you know? And then shortly after her passing on, you know, November 25th, uh, excuse me, prior to that, you know, Aaliyah passed with a plane crash, you know, in September, and then left off a few months later, you know? Um, so I always imagine the three of them, you know, you know, up there, with with other people, other musicians that I know, mm-hmm. uh and Percy mm-hmm. and, um, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, everyone know, up there they're just they're making all this music. just enjoy the music. Yeah. Um but yeah. I will yeah. say that only she changed song, she, she conquered uh there was nothing left for her to do. She did, you know. Yeah. And you know of course the grief that I think we all suffer when we lose when a loved one is, yeah. is as selfish in nature because we're not gonna be able to call you we're not gonna be able to hold you we're not gonna be able to touch you we're not gonna be able to to do things with you but you just never know what what god has in store for you and how long your stay is what and it's so important that you kind of realize that so you can leave um your carbon footprint you can leave your Essence of life, whatever know, it is you that he brought, you brought here to, you to do, you know. know so you so have the no regrets. No regrets,
0: and those words that she spoke a few years back about living life, you know, just really resonate. Yeah. And know, she, did. She, she did, you know. And, she, and did. she did. So let me ask you this then, Lane, and and um, so and and I guess this is you know, kind of want to move into a couple of of of. of quick questions for you to, in the spirit of this podcast, you know, grow yourself. You know, it's all about helping people learn and grow and change and become better people, become better professionals, whatever it is. My first question to you is then, you know, and these, and and by the way, you know, folks, we, we didn't, I didn't send him these questions. So these are just, you know, coming off the cuff and, and, um, you know, for whatever it, it's worth. This is just sort of raw, and natural, but you know, how do you like in this circumstance, and you've had a few of these, not certainly the tragic tragedy like this, but how do you, how do you, how do you bounce back from these kinds of things? Where do you find the resilience to, you know, cause you're back and we're gonna sh- we're gonna let people peer in on just a couple of your mm-hmm. latest hits here in just a moment. But, you know, here here you are. You're back at it though. How do you bounce back from such difficulty as you experienced with Melanie's, you know? Death? Well, I think for any kind of setback that anybody might encounter
1: um be it the yeah. loss of a loved one, um, losing a job, um losing a home to a fire or whatever that is, mm-hmm. there is there a certain essence that I think we all possess is either survive or succumb to whatever it is that uh, is happening to us. I don't know if that's predestined. I don't know if it's something that's taught to us as kids or whatever. Um, but, you know, my grandparents and my parents taught us to always Light, you know mm-hmm. uh, and I don't want to go through, you know corny cheesy cliched you know when life gives mm-hmm. you make mm-hmm. lemonade you know but, but mm-hmm. really that's what it's mean you know um, um you have to have keep to going on you know I think, I think roadblocks are kind of like are like are like are man-made, man-made right? right and, and I, I, I think, think, a think a good, a good Christian, Christian a, good a good person can find a right? detour because, because the route, the route to, to success or to whatever what it, is what it, is it is that you're trying, trying to do isn't always from point, point A to point, point B. Sometimes yes. it's a curious route, that it takes you so around you're that. to get where you gotta get. Yeah. that's right. Um, it, um, it, it is something is that's innate. innate, you know, you know um, whatever your whatever belief, belief system, system is, is um, I think plays, plays a large part in that. In that. Mm-hmm. Um, your, your personal, personal desires, you know, if you want to go on, you know, because I could have easily said, Okay well, okay, well, Melly's man, gone, you know, I'm out, it's, I'm done. It's done yeah. You know? Um, but then I thought about, about the legacy that we had created, you know, I thought about the main fans that we've, you know, accumulated over time. Um, and the music that we did together and the friendships, the camaraderie, you know. I just wasn't ready to let that go, you know. Um much the same way I feel about, you know, the dissolution dissolution of, of, you know, know, Thompson Thompson Blue, Blue. I wish that that was still going on. Yeah. Um, Um, And so we find find ways to create create a space space in the void void that's been left.
0: Yes. You know, it sounds to me what I'm hearing you say is, you know, one, you know, maybe Get in touch or reattach yourself to that purpose, that ultimate purpose. Mm-hmm. In this case, it was the legacy, you know, and 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 be, and and more than that. And then you find a way to fight and scrap to get Tell back, me. to get back to where you're going with it. Yeah. No, and I will and say it that it was not
1: easy, easy either really because easy. um you only you know, passed, passed away, away in, in November of two thousand one. 2001, 2002 were, or 2002 mostly into 2003, um, you probably wouldn't have seen a photograph of me, a video of me without drinking my hand. Oh, wow. You know? Um, once I kind of wised up, you know, this um, <laughs> is when I was um, living in Washington, D.C. at the time. Um, and I woke, I woke up at some girl's house, um, over in Alexandria, Virginia, somewhere, and I was walking to Pentagon City Mall, you know, with my Walkman arm headphones, and I was listening to Donnie McClurkin. We fall down, but we get up, and for some reason that resonated with me. Um, Ali, you got to quit quit this drinking, drinking. you're killing yourself, you know. And and so, I just stopped stopped drinking, drinking, you know, know? Um, and just started trying to clean clean my act out. I subsequently went went to our old agent that we had at the time, and I won't call his name because he's not a nice person person and doesn't deserve any shine or credit. But I went to him after, like I said, a couple years of debauchery said that said I was ready to go back to work, work you know? know. And he, he politely told me that, that well, the bush is, is dead. dead. It died right. with perhaps, perhaps you should get a regular, a regular job. job. Oh, wow. This is what he told he me. So, so imagine how deflating that was. was or could have could been for someone, someone other than Lane McCray because what, know, that what that did, did was, was actually just kind of ignite a spark and a fire OK, dude, I was like, OK, mm-hmm. you, you are entitled to your opinion. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Um, and this is what so I, I get with Ruben Martinez, Martinez, my current manager, Martinez, who I've been with since. Uh, um, we just kind of rebranded. Um, I started working, started working with a young lady from New York, Dana Rain, rain, rain. Um, and started working. working. There were some, people, some that people that were digging it. Some we people were you still, know, you no, know, that's, that's not Melanie. I said, it wasn't, no, Melanie was Black. This girl's, this girl's white. white. No, it's not. It's no, clearly no, not Melanie. Not, um, <laughs> um, not trying to be Melanie. Not trying, I'm trying to replace right. Melanie. Right. I said, but so, but I want, I want to want honor to her memory, memory, and the only and way I know, I know how I to, to do, do that, that is, is to go back, back to my work. work. Yeah. Um, and, um And you know, you with know, each, each show, it got better. It grew bigger. The response was, you know, better. And pretty much before you knew it, you know, it was like you know, 150, 150 175 150 shows a, a year. year. Um, and, you know, yeah, I would say we were, back back top, top. We're, we're back on top, of, we're back working, back, you know. Yeah. Uh, and this was, this never, was about never about money, money. Right. Um, right. Which, you which know, side really of everything. This, was, this about was about the memory of my friend. And this was yeah, about, so about continuing that legacy. legacy. Um, the, the only way, way that I knew how. I could talk to people, people in my own orbit, orbit about, about her, her. but on a grander, a grander scale, scale, it had to be the way that it yes,
0: is. Absolutely. Man, that's fascinating. So let me ask you this, and then I'm gonna just, you know, ask you about, you know, what's what's happening in your near future here. But let me just ask, you know, what would the current Lane McCray say or advise to a young 18-year-old Lane McCrae about <laughs> success, you know, about, you know, you know, and you certainly took the unconventional route, um, mm-hmm. you know, how would you, how would you advise the younger Lane McCrae wow, that's that's about noise some, noise. Of the, some of the, the young people that may eventually watch this podcast or may be watching now, yeah. uh, uh, you know, well, I think. 2020 hindsight, right? You know, we
1: live and we learn. We learn from our mistakes, all that good stuff. Um, there's certainly there's some things that would have done differently. Um, not much, but some things. Because I, I actually have enjoyed—I enjoyed, won't say enjoyed—is the wrong word—mistakes um, mistakes that I've made that I've acknowledged appreciated and appreciated yeah
0: yeah yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, about yeah, me. But what yeah, would I tell the cool young man? Um, probably probably initially, initially, I would say. Would say Quit being afraid, you know, of who you are, you know? Uh, Step into the greatness that exists within you. Um, I would tell him to um, cast your net wider, bring in more um, people that are like you, that, you know, have this, you know, that that just want what you want.
0: yeah, you know, I, you know, I tell him to actually, you know, as hard as, as I, work, I work,
1: I would tell him to work harder, you know, because it's never enough, you know, because um, uh, this business is, is built on rejection, you know, I would tell the young lane to toughen up, you know, um, suck it up, um, put your big boy pants on, press no, on, you know. No, that's um, great
0: advice, man. I mean, you almost have to be, you know, without a conscience when it comes to rejection. Yeah. That you hear it and just. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, when you're on
1: top, you know, the world is your oyster. Everyone loves you, everyone's caring to you, everyone's telling you how wonderful you are. Um, then comes your sophomore album, you know, S.O.S., which how you know, some great songwriter, Diane Warren was on there. Um, Mary Appleby, who wrote The Power of Love for Celine. Um, yeah, of course, you know some songs that Mel and I wrote, mm-hmm. but at that point, now we had more cooks in the kitchen than we did the first time. You know, and sometimes that is a formula for disaster. Yeah, and I'll say it was a complete disaster because you know we did have you know one or two singles that did okay. It wasn't the worldwide hit that you know uh, "Sweet Dreams" was. Right. Um, but you know the first record I remember reading in Billboard Bill magazines we, we, we may as well just say we were walking on water, you know. Uh, this group is hot. You know, we were one of the people that was cited for uh, the Grammys' Creative Dance EDM category, you know, because Labouche, you know, they're the real deal. You know, the soulful, you know, Wells coming out with, you know, Melanie, which is you know, the rhymes of the, the, rhyme the praise, you know, slick, kind of this and the, praise, you know, the slick, this other. The second record comes out. Uh, the sophomore uh, so ever from Labouche is a lackluster something or another, you know, Thornton really tries to deliver a powerhouse performance, you know, just fell short. And the unconvincing (laughs) wails of Lane McCrae could have been done without. I was like, like, at that point, I said, okay, everybody has an opinion, you know, quit reading this stuff. Because, you know, when you're new, you know, you run to all the, you know, yeah. the magazines that yeah. have yeah. your yeah. picture on the yeah. cover, yeah. and you want to hear what they, you know, yeah. say about you and everything. Yes. yes. It's just it's, a person yes. You can't yeah. believe the hype, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's painful. That's it really good, hear, good it um, Those the words, as really you can see, still, still resonate, resonate, resonate because that was a yeah. quote unconvincing, unconvincing whales of late brain. Yeah. It not been out. No. So that could be a It just made me work harder, you know, not to whale as hard on the next record, you know. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's a tough business. So I tell people all the time, you know, if you don't have the, the, the tenacity and the toughness to, to, to hear criticisms, because a lot of kids, kids, a lot of folks will send me music that they want me to hear, you know, and give my honest opinion about it. Yeah. So I can do one of two things, I can blow smoke up their butts, oh, this is wonderful, this is really great, you got a real hit on your head, or I could say, well, you know, it yeah, has it's potential, potential, but you might want to work on, you know, the pitch on this particular part, or you might want yeah, to, you know, limit, you know, the riffs and the runs and everything, and just deliver exactly. the lyric, you know. Yeah. Um, um, and they don't want to hear that sometimes, so, so of course. Um, you know, that's business. You know, you know show I mean, business, business, not show, show business, friends.
0: Show business. You know, yep. but I'll yep. tell you, that's a lot of really wise words that you're presenting, and I'm kind of suggesting this to the young people that watch that, you know, that it's about resilience. But also what I'm hearing you say is this, and I'm not talking about just for show business, you know, or to be an Mm -hmm. entertainer. Mm -hmm. This is in any industry. You know, don't, you know, don't get too consumed with your own hype, the good or the bad. That, you know, you have to, you know, be focused on where you're going and move and start moving. And, but at the same time, what I heard, Lane, was that, you, you also have to be discerning about the feedback there is some feedback that you have to just ignore but there's yeah, other yeah. feedback that you have to stop and say okay there's some words of wisdom here and I need to take yeah, this in yeah. and this is how you learn and grow
1: yeah and I think people who have um, uh, an iota of humility about themselves have no problem hearing these things that's right. right that's right um if you if already you know, know that you're song or your lyrics or your game or whatever it is that you do is already, already been, the shit. Then why are you asking for other people's opinions, you know? Um because there's songs that I've written that I think, oh man, this is this is it. And not it like, oh this is the number one song, but it's just a gorgeous song or I just really love it. And I'll I'll take it to my manager who you know is very forthright, very will right. tell you exactly. what he thinks in, 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 instantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't like it. It's, you know, whatever. I'm like, yeah. you don't take it's it. It? like, it no. now. Okay, no. cool. No. You know, no. uh, and I move no. on to the no. next, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even yeah. some even of the comments that I've read red. on some of the stuff some that I've released really over the release years, so like on YouTube, YouTube, I read all, YouTube, all these YouTube, comments, comments, you know, not for, for praise and worship, but just to see where Mark is hitting. And most people will say they like it. Some people have been bold enough to say, uh, yeah, this yeah, is really this is bad, bad, you know, yeah. this isn't laboush <laughs> la or blah blah blah. blah. Yeah. And I'll say, well That's look, really hey, I'm really yeah, sorry that you, we missed the Marco Miracle for you. I said perhaps for the for next single might be, yeah. be more to your liking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, really I really appreciate you stopping by, by, you know. Um, um, or, you know, know with the passing I of Melanie, Melanie and subsequent, you know, singers that I've been working and with, and with and you know, people will people say, this is not Melanie. Melanie, you know, Lane, she, she, she just really just stopped, you know, know. Um, and I'm like, okay, yeah. well, what would you have me actually do, you know, yeah. music is my life, yeah. you know, um, Yes,
0: and this brings up another point, Lane, that, um, and, you know, for, for other people that, you know, have been around for a, a few days, like myself and, and many others, you know, just, <laughs> you know, I think, you know, people are living longer, Um, you know, people are, um, you know, still in their 60s and 70s, they want to, you know, they want to still thrive. And, you know, and, and sometimes, you know, you know, and I don't know exactly what the question is, but that, you know, you don't you you can you know, there are many people in fact, I posted the the other day uh, about, you know, that, you know, you can be later in life and still kick it. Still. I was 34. 34
1: When the booth started, which is ancient.
0: That's ancient in the entertainment world. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, And even now, I was
1: walking to a label with a collection collection of of songs to present. At you yeah, know, near 60, 60 years, years old, old, yeah, they would laugh, they would laugh
0: me, out. me out. So, so a lot of times, guys,
1: especially, especially now, now with this new direction that I'm going up, in, man. uh, I don't even uh, they tell they them who to it, to it is. is, they just it listen is. to this. Oh, oh, my god, that's really great! Uh, yeah. uh, who is it? Who is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's oh yeah, the rapper from the What are you kidding? That's him, yeah, you know, so you can't be blinded by right the vision, right? Um, I think there are think a, lot there a lot of people out there, that, out there that um think that they've they've, they've gone, gone their expiration date has come up and everything and it's right. just that's just so, my so. point yeah yeah if you, if want, you it, want it if you can visualize it, it yeah if you can see it yeah you can do, it, do you know? it you know
0: that's exactly right that's such such good words and and that's sort of uh an important point there that nobody says that lane mccray or kevin mcnulty or anybody else who might be listening to this you know has to go back and be 20 years old, but it, but there's much to still give to the world and that you can't get into this mentality, you know, that you're expired. If you have something to offer, go mm-hmm. lay it out there and and, and, and and with the same passion as you might pursue as a younger mm-hmm. person, go out there and make it happen. And I think, and you're doing yeah. that right now. Matter of fact, I'm about to play a clip by you, but uh, go ahead. I saw, I saw
1: um, <laughs> uh, my, um, My My ex-girlfriend, Hallie Berry, who was on Towering Hall. Your (laughs) (laughs) ex-girlfriend? Right. In my (laughs) head. And she's has a movie 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 that she she has out called Bruised that she directed. Mm -hmm. directed. And, you know, she's an Oscar winner. She's a Golden Globe winner. Uh, she so know, might she possibly be a Grammy winner because the soundtrack for this movie. Uh, and the host, Tito, asked, was asked her about getting a tone. tone, You know, would, would that be something would to considering? And she, she says, "Yes, there is there a a place she'd like to do of a woman of a certain age." She says, "But I'm not there yet." Wow. So she's projecting. So I kind of feel the same way. If you, if you believe hard be enough, be you know, hard hard hard. Hard. and there's so many examples in the music industry, you know, from um people who didn't want to hear more you know, some years ago, independent, independent artists. artists, all the hype on social, social media, Grammy Award, you know. <laughs> um it's, it's just, just do you like want, you want it? it? Yeah. Yeah. Not do you but do you want it? What do you have to say to the world, regardless of what profession you're in that? You want people to hear from,
0: you you know, and I think we all have something to say. Yes. And while there's not just like one way to do that, it does start with, to your point, whether you want it, and then you clear the path and start making it happen, you know, and, and again, to your point, it may not be easy. It may not be the conventional road, Mm -hmm. you know, the conventional path, but, you know, I just you know I, I think you know for what you're doing now compared mm-hmm. to what you've already done is still so laudable so i want to you only got a couple of minutes here we, we're actually way over but i don't i don't like have this timeline but uh i was just you know sorry <laughs> no i mean this is you know people can stay and go as much as they want but here's the thing so you've got you've, you you out a couple of really good songs of recent but i want to just ask you about one that's coming out i think in january if i'm not mistaken yeah, yeah. uh i've got a just a short clip of it and uh i didn't i i guess you know per your instructions i didn't want to throw a complete spoiler out there but i picked a part that i really really liked yeah, yeah and uh can you just set it up tell the folks about this song that's coming out because i gotta tell you you know i'm not well, if I were a hit maker you'd be interviewing me, so I'm not, but I'll tell yeah. you what, man, it's a cool song. It 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 can do something really serious.
1: Well, look, the, song the song is called, called Wait Waiting, right? right? And, and like the last I mean, couple of songs so that I've done have been kinda, you know, introspective of, of where I am, you know. Mm-hmm spiritually, and emotionally, you know, uh, in my life, you know, and I find myself coming to a lot of wisdom, you know, a lot of um, answers to questions that I've been looking for, you know, that are here, a person being saved by life, um, which is like this, you know, I just need someone to come here and just to save me you know, from, from myself, you know. The next one was going to to keep running. And I find that, you know, in our lives, we sometimes, you know, we we might be running from something, running to something, running around something, trying to find that peace and happiness. Mm. Uh, And then this Mm. new single, single Waiting, waiting begs the question, when you're going through through all of those things, what are you waiting waiting for? for? Mm. What's holding you back, back? you know? Mm. And so So it resonates with me on so many different levels, levels. you know, um, 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 relationship-wise, platonic Interpersonal, interpersonal, intimate, you know, however you want to look at it. it. If you're, if in, you're a in a situation, situation and you don't, you don't like, like it, it change, change it. So it. So what, what are you waiting, waiting, waiting for? waiting
0: for? Wow. So I'm just going to play this, just a short clip, and then we're going to come back in, uh, and uh, finish our conversation here. So uh, here it is coming out, you said in January, right? January 28th. January 28th. January 28th. It's called Waiting. What
1: am I waiting?
0: for wow uh, you know you know that was just a little teaser right there for everybody but I'll tell you this I listened to the whole thing obviously and it's it's intense it's a it's an intense song and I just but that piece right there where it's sort of that orchestral thing came back mm-hmm. in that blew my mind when when it when when I listened to it so that's why I just wanted to play it for and it was really funny as a,
1: as a Prior Thompson, remember, you know, we were used, we were to, used to stacking stack vocals and creating all kinds of, of under, under sub-melodies melodies and, and stuff, melodies and stuff that. like that, and, and sometimes I have to pull back, back from, from, from doing, doing that, that. Um, and, um, and, and the guys that I work with, Oliver and uh, Richie uh, in Vienna, and Vienna, who've done these last three, three tricks, three tremendous musicians. musicians, I mean, they brought it's, something it's out and out in wow. of me that I didn't know was even there. Wow. And at this and age, kind of finding my voice. That's incredible. Push and pull That's sometimes, sometimes you know, people have to still remember that um, I am still like, the artist. Um, I'm still, well, Craig Records, I'm still the boss, you know? And I don't say that, you know, but do what I tell you, because I listen to people. Um, but sometimes, you know, I'm in the studio and I'm recording and I'll lay vocals in a particular way it's yeah. because That's I'm already right. visualizing the, the video yeah. and the cuts That's, and the parts that I'm really have in there, you yeah. know, and so when so they just kind of arbitrarily, true, know, you know, do like a radio editing, cut certain things out, you know, and you ad libs, whatever. I'm like, dude, no, that has to be in there. Yeah, I'm not really. Well, you're also again, yeah, no, but
0: you're also again, speaking to this idea about being successful, whatever success is, is it's back to what you sort of talked about before that you know, you you have to, on the one hand, listen to other people, as you just said, mm-hmm. take in some feedback. Yeah, but you, yeah. you also have to have, trust yourself too. You, yeah, know? Yeah. you and and sometimes, and I would say particularly maybe in the entertainment arena, but it doesn't matter what what field of work or, or a career that you're in. You know, you, you sometimes have to just, you know, Trust yourself yeah, yeah, over yeah, yeah. what maybe a lot of voices are saying. And so that it's it, there's a there's a fine line there of listening, yeah, yeah. getting the feedback, but then saying, you know what, no, because I run into that even now with, you know, just certain small things, you know, where I have other people, maybe advising me something as simple as a graphic. Where somebody says, "Well, I'm not really that crazy about the graphic," yeah, yeah. and I go, no, that "Not the one that you said," but but you know, but y- you do. I mean, you you kind of yeah, listen yeah. and you say, "No, I'm going to just go with my gut on this," yeah, and, and yeah. that's it's important. Yeah, yeah. And everyone's going to have a good. opinion. Yeah. Yes. You know, yeah. And, and you know,
1: I mean, you know, ask you know, ten
0: we'll people, build. you're going to get ten opinions, and that's the bottom. Yeah, yeah. Line. yeah, yeah. So and so, so I think what happens is that
1: you, know, you have to you have the yeah. conviction of your own.
0: Yes. Yeah vision idea, you know, yes,
1: that's right. um, and you pray that it hits, you know, yes. um, but what, what, what the lesson I learned learn working with these guys is, things you know, sometimes less is more, yeah. you know, that's and what, what I, mean. I didn't what realize was really what I was, was doing, doing all these game years, game, years, stacking my songs with like harmonies and, harmonies and background vocals and, vocals and, and keeping all and this keep stuff from moving yeah. me, was because and I was afraid to let my voice be out there on its own. Right. And so now, when I, when I hear these songs song, and I hear just, just the pure just essence, essence of my voice, you know, because I'm not a lot of prior, prior producers who were trying, trying to make me make sound, sound like Neo, Chris Brown, you know, you know sound, sound like, like I'm like, a, dude, dude, I'm, I'm not, not any of those guys. You know? yeah. I'm, I'm lame Craig, right? Yeah. Um, and, and my, my specialty, specialty is not necessarily specialty. how high I can right. sing or how many riffs I can do, or how long mm-hmm. I can hold a note. It's about, it's about the lyrical content and delivering yes. those yeah. you know, yes. Um, yes. songs yes. that people can resonate with. Yes. And, and I've learned that, you know, even you know, my partner that runs quite regularly is me uh, is a you know, I don't really listen to the radio that much because I like my ideas to come from an organic place. Yeah. Um, Without you know trying to follow trends, uh, right. trying to set them, um, because everything that's been done has been done before. Yeah, yeah. But we always try to recreate and yeah. make it sound like it's new and fresh. Yes. Yeah. But he's kind of yeah. taught me how to um, try some different things that would normally never try to sing or styles. Um, But I still have to, you know, know, harmonies and stuff, you know, are are in my genetic makeup, you know, and they just need to sometimes be there. Uh, And sometimes sometimes they don't, you know, my engineer that I work with, um, folks might be interested to know, you know, I don't don't work with a whole lot of people in the studio. Uh, In Um, fact, it's just me and my engineer. engineer. Uh, I don't I'm want anybody to see that. that Telling me, leaning on that button. Ahead, uh, Lane, you are flat. you're flat. Uh, no, Lane, came, the, the, I know, the, the, I know, I know what, I'm saying, what I'm saying flat. I know what it's not a clean take. i down that road record a long time I will record it. Record I will send it to you. You listen to it. You critique it. Send me some feedback. I'll go back in and redo whatever it is that you want. But I need that freedom of self. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, that's cool. Well, listen, Lane, I... I thank you so much for you know taking the time. I know it's you're you're in here from from Germany you're, and um, and so I know it's getting kind of late there and I just appreciate so much that you took the time to share with with uh, yeah. my my audience and the people that you're listening. My brother, you know, you
1: know, you know, I love you and Jane. I love your daughters. I love you know what you're doing for your audience. You know, trying to create this space. Of learning and growing. Um, because we're because all we're still, still doing that. You know, none of us are evolved started to the point where we, yeah. don't, we need don't need a little encouragement or a little help or whatever. So for so that, that, you know. Um, that's um that's I mean, turn to to um, um beautiful. maybe we can grab a coffee when I'm home. Yes, next you month,
0: said you're coming I back hope into town here, uh here in just a couple weeks or something, right? Uh yeah, 14th. Yeah, December. And and I and if I understand you're gonna be maybe going out to uh, you know going out west or something to do a video for this. Yeah, doing video song. for Waiting
1: uh in Branson, Missouri. Nice. Uh, Chris Very cool. Canute films. The guy who's you know produced the last uh, couple of videos for, videos for me and for LaVouche. Yeah. Um, excellent yeah. guy.
0: Yeah, I mean you've you've had some killer videos. I've I've enjoyed a lot of them. So listen, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna, you know um I'm gonna I'm gonna send us out with this other song that I believe was um, that you, that is, is it being considered or, or it was considered for a Grammy? Yeah, uh, I think yeah, the nominations
1: came the, out and, and I think we were not on the, the list, list, but okay. um, this song so was so being considered, was considered for uh, best, best EDM, EDM. Uh, for the wow. Grammy Awards. Um, um, and I'm yeah, not I'm upset not about it. About you, it. About you know, at first, first I used to always say, say you have people "Yeah, people who say it's just an honor to be nominated full of, yeah. You, know, you, you, you know. But it was an honor just to be considered, you know, because yeah. you work your entire life, not necessarily yeah. for the accolades, but, you know, when someone yeah. just recognized it, it's like, wow, yeah. okay, okay.
0: Well, you're exactly right. And I, you know, I don't know what it takes to get a Grammy, but I do know that to even rise to the level of being considered for a Grammy, you know, it, there's a lot of, there are, I don't know how many songs, uh, you know, go up for this, where they start to listen to it. Yeah, so, yeah. but anyway, it's really cool. And, but what I've done is we we mixed up a little bit of the, what's the name of the song again? Um, uh, it's, it's called, called Rhythm, Rhythm of Love. Love. Rhythm of Love. Um, yeah, so I, I've got both versions in there, just a little clip yeah, yeah. of the, the first one, which is really yeah, cool. Yeah. Talking about stacking. And I, I got to give a, a, a quick shout out, too, to Imran to, to Zaba. He's a Hungarian
1: musician, musician, musician that lives out Los in Los Angeles. I, I met a few years ago, ago, who is yeah, was was just incredible, you know, and I work with him on a lot of the songs that I'm working on now. Yeah. And everyone else that's involved in the whole project, you know, Sophie Cairo, Alec B, and all the hosts of other musicians, like the whole acapella first one. I was like, wow, you know, something that I wrote that people are saying is crazy.
0: Yeah, Yeah, it's really cool. And by the way, before we go, I do want to, uh, I I do want to, you know, uh, put this right up on the screen there uh, that a a good friend of mine, Bobby uh, Lewis uh, wrote. Bobby Lewis, what what up? Well, you know, I I can't not say this, because he's also a musician, you know, played with Tupac and a bunch of others as drums. But do you kind of recognize that last name? I mean, he's a great musician in and of itself. And by the way, gone into the ministry, uh, just uh, yeah, Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's the son of Ramsey Lewis right there. You know, so. (laughs) So uh, anyway, shout out to you there, Bobby. Um, But in any event, um, so you know, where, you know, where, where do people, you know, f- find your music? Where can they go to, to hear your music, to watch your videos? Um, um well, the stuff you see, yeah. yeah, the LeBouf, yeah,
1: LeBouf stuff you, you see probably see, find the line in the bargain bins at your, your store, you know, your local. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I don't so
0: think so. those have those stores anymore. <laughs> <either. laughs>
1: now, most of the most stuff of now, since we so don't have like hard copies anymore, you can find a most of the visual, you know, platforms, Spotify, Tidal, Amazon, Google Play, Play. Um, iTunes, and what's iTunes your music. website
0: though, so that people if you want to look up uh, Lay uh, or dot com,
1: or official labouche Facebook, Dr. Lane McCray.
0: Oh man, that's LaBouche. Awesome. labouche. Well, listen again. I'm gonna I'm gonna take us out with this little clip here, but you know, thank you again, Lay Elaine. God bless you, man. Uh, please do let me know when you come to town. I'd love to. Let's, let's kick it up and have some dinner or something like this. So, Absolutely. All right, my man. Listen, God bless you. Talk to you soon. Love to the family, family, man. Okay. It's
1: the, of it's, the of it's, the of it's the rhythm of love. It's the rhythm of love. It's the rhythm of love that's in my eyes. The ride sunlight greets as it peaks through the blinds. Fools go might just make you miss a silver line. Operate in mind with the teachings of the wise. Rhythms of love, melody from above. Reflect the internal and the steps of eternal. With altitude of a dove, keep your head to the
0: sun.